listening to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, we're continuing with the message we began earlier this week that's part of the new series we're in titled, Unearthing Bible Treasures. Bishop Clark uses Job chapter 2 verse 3 as the foundation scripture for part 2 of the message, number 1, Why Should I Believe? First thing Abraham does when God told him he's his shield, he started talking about his promise. God said, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. What? what, 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 what? You're giving me all these promises, but how can it happen in the natural? I have no child. I have no heir. I am not where I want to be. I don't see it. I can't see it right now. I don't feel powerful. I don't feel like you're my shield. God says, it's not about what you feel. It's about what you know. And it's about how you believe. Look at verse 4. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him. I got to go over it again. This boy will not be your heir. One coming out of your own body will be your heir. Then he took him outside. What's over you? It's blocking your heavenly view. What's, what's over you? What, what's over you? What have you submitted to? What have you come underneath? What have you put your belief in? Other than God. If it's people, get rid of it. It's not going to stand. I don't care what's promised. Move on. If it's not God, God don't have to use anything outside of himself to get anything done. <laughs> what's blocking you? What's blocking you? What's blocking you? He said, come outside. Then I want you to look up. Clear view. Look at the stars. Number them if you can. My blessing for you is so great that only this outside view can give you a semblance of what I want to do in your life. Notice nothing changed in the natural. Nothing changed. He didn't have a baby to look at. He didn't have a carriage. There was nothing in the crib. No money came in. It's a belief. It's your, it's your belief. Where are the beliefs? Do they shift from one trial to the next? Or do you hold fast to what you know? The wind blows, you start doubting whether God is with you. I rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Oh, ye of little faith. Why do you doubt? Why do you doubt now? You've already walked on what other people are sinking in. And you know I've been with you. The word of the Lord will come unto you saying, I've always been there for you. Why do you doubt right now? You took steps on things that people are sinking in and you were sustained. But why are you doubting now sinking in the midst of your trial? I've been good to you. I've been real good to you. I've been real good to you. I've been real, real good to you. I brought you out of hell and high water. You didn't know how you were going to turn it around. Why do you doubt now? 
Thank you, Jesus. If I did it before, I can do it again. And I will do it again according to my word. Why did you doubt now? Glory to Jesus. If Jesus is on the boat, I don't care how the winds are blowing. Don't you worry about it sinking. You're going to rise. Hallelujah. You can't sink. There's life on your boat. There's a lifeboat, glory to God, because Jesus is on the boat. Stop putting your confidence in what he told you he would do and put your confidence in him. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Go outside. Look up. Look up. Look up. What's blocking your view? Look up. Get a clear view of what God said to you. Glory to God. So shall your descendants be. And I like verse 6. We don't put a lot of confidence in that word or even emphasis in the word. And he believed in the Lord. And he believed in the Lord. He's not even worrying about the baby now. He's not worrying about his heir. You're the one that gave me the promise. I'm putting my faith in you. And I want you to elevate right now. Lift up your head. And I need you to start putting your confidence in the Lord. Not just on his promises. We move past him and start running at the promises. And the Lord, I can see the Lord standing there saying, wow, you haven't gotten it yet. You're still after material things. When you should be after me. I'm your shield. I am the reward. Your exceedingly great reward. I am. When you get me, you got everything I promised. When you get me, you have everything I promised. When you get me, you have everything I promised. When you get me, we got it twisted. We want to get the gift. Then we say, God is good. God is with me. No. When you get me, you have the gift. When you get me, you have the prophecy. When you get me, you have the working of miracles. When you get me, you have faith. Glory to God. That unnatural faith. That, that God kind of faith that moves mountains. When you get me, you can have a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. When you get me, you can do what no other power can do. The miraculous faculties come. When you get me, God would say to you. Stop going after gifts and go after the giver of the gifts. Your belief needs to be tied to him. Can church say amen? amen. Thank you, Lord. Abraham had been demonstrated in his faith before the 15th chapter. Through his actions. But it was his belief. That brought him into right standing with God. Not his actions. You can't say God I tithe and it don't work. I ain't get my money yet. You don't even have faith in God. I've been ushering. I've been doing. Well, you, you, you did it as unto the Lord. or you just? I'm doing duty because I really want you to move. Give me some more money and then I'll see it's God. Your God is your money. That's not the, he is the shield and the exceeding great reward. Go after him. I'm running after you. Thank you, God. So Abraham was demonstrating his faith through his works. But now God says, I need you to correct that thing. And I need you to believe in me. It was his belief in the Lord, not his actions. That made him right in terms of his standing with God. To get into right standing with God is not actions first. It's your belief in him first. Then the actions follow. 
actually almost automatically whatever you believe actions will follow if you believe that I had a hundred thousand for you if you showed up tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning how many of you would stay in bed you would get out of bed and get a babysitter if I said no babies allowed you'll find a babysitter won't even charge me won't say nothing about it show up all dressed up ready to ching ching to get the bag if you really believe that actions follow beliefs it does with everything until you start talking to God then you want to see facts first before you have actions that's not true don't let the devil fool you God wants your belief first and actions automatically follow belief. That's why he says wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Because I can look at how you relate to your money to see where heart goes. Because if you believe it, you'll put your money with it. That's how it works. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1 really explains. Paul gives us revelation, deep revelation of what Moses spoke to us about in Genesis 15. Look at verse 4. I'm sorry. Chapter 4 verse 1. What then shall we say. That Abraham our father. Has found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified. By his actions. Or by his works. He had something to boast about. But not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. Abraham didn't do. It ain't about the actions because he had actions before the 15th chapter. But in the 15th chapter, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Look at it as clear. Verse 5, but to him who does not work, but believes in, on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Paul is clear here that you don't bring your white glove and say, I'm going to usher and God will love me. I'll tithe and God love me. I'll show up and sing praise and God will love me. No, he is my shield. The reward is knowing him. Once my belief is there, my actions follow the belief. And then I'm justified by my faith and I have peace with God through the same faith, faith and I have access into the grace wherein I stand. So we can go right to the fifth chapter of the book of Romans and you'll see Paul, he then breaks into works and faith to show us where we're miscombobulated here, discombobulated here. But in the fifth chapter, he says, therefore being justified by faith, verse one, we have access through our faith and we have peace with God and access into the grace wherein we stand. It's right there. They thank you so much. So they can see I'm quoting the scriptures I'm already in the fifth chapter. Look at it. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse two, through whom we also have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. 
But it starts here in the fourth chapter showing you what Paul was trying to say. You need to look at the 50, 15th chapter of Genesis. Don't get it twisted. Abraham was justified by his belief, not his actions. And if you want to be justified, where are your beliefs? Your actions follow belief. That's why we have a lot of people who say they're in the church, but there is no actions following their beliefs. Come to church, yes, but when you look in and trace it, ah, we're still orienting our lives around what can God do for me? <laughs> can the potter say to the clay, why have you made me thus? Who can say I deserve what from God? What did you give God that he would owe you anything? That's what the scripture said. <laughs> Who can say, God, you owe me? Because I've been going to church for two weeks. <laughs> it's been two years, okay? God has been, he's the ancient of days. I think Spencer sings, it's your breath in our lungs. Whose breath is it? Okay, we forgot that. Okay, go ahead and take a good inhale. Hold it until you wait to exhale. <laughs> You'll see you can't hold it that long, right? <laughs> wait to exhale. You can't hold it that long. You need to breathe again. And it's his breath in our lungs. So it's, if it's his breath in our lungs, we pour out our praise to who? To him only. That's a good word for the church, right? Who are you giving your breath to? Who are you pouring it out? I just love, love the way. Ooh, I believe you're going to help me. You're so, you're awesome. You're making my dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me, sir. <laughs> Who are you whistling at? <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Who are you whistling at? <laughs> we too can have a right relationship with God by totally trusting in and relying on Him. You can have a, Abraham's right relationship with God didn't come from his actions. Paul just showed us that in Romans 4. This is so pow powerful and plain. And he says, you too can have a right relationship with God if your faith leads out. Not your actions first. Why did he do it? Lest any man should boast. Verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 for uh, what then shall we say that Abraham of our, our, our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by his actions, he has something to boast about. Like many of you. I, I don't know why. I, I, you know, we're boasting about what we've done. You're never justified by what you've done. It's always about your faith in him. Thank you, Lord. Our actions alone cannot make us right with God. You're impotent without him. You're lost. We're lost without him. It is our belief in God first and then the right 
or the corresponding action that follows, I believe, really seals the deal. It's your faith that makes you well. Keep it pure. Keep it from being shipwrecked. Keep it buoyant. Keep your faith alive. That heartfelt, heartfelt inner confidence in God, that warm confidence that God is real, that my relationship with him is strong, should dominate your spirit, not your circumstance. Notice when God started talking about what he wanted to do to Abraham, Abraham started talking about his problems because he was locked up in a room somewhere. God pulls him out of that room, and I need you to look up. Some of us are isolated too much, packed away somewhere feeling bad about what you don't have and the limitations. He pulled him out and gave him a different perspective. And I believe he's pulling truth revealed out of our obscurity and saying, stand in the light. I need you to lift up your head. I need you to get, use your imagination. Stop thinking small. Think bigger. Think big. Think big. The view that Abraham got was so different from the little place he was locked in, the little tent he was in when he stood out there and looked up to the stars. Notice he didn't just do it on his own. It says God brought him out. And that's what I believe. I want you to grab your neighbor and just pull a little bit. Don't pull him bad, but pull him. Pull him. Come on, you got to pull them. You got to, that's right. They need to move if you pull them. That's what God is doing for you. He's pulling you out of that little place of obscurity and pulling you out of your self-pity and pulling you out of that stuff that you're dealing with and trying to give you a heavenly perspective. Let him pull you out. <laughs> Let him pull you out. Remember, right actions always follow healthy belief. You don't even have to worry about your actions if your belief are right. Your belief is right. If you love your children, you don't murder them, right? You know, you hear a parent murdered their child and they're saying, I love them. You don't, you don't love your child. That's not the spirit of the Lord. Murder is never of God. Cain can't tell me he loved Abel. He just can't say it. The Bible said he had problems before he murdered his brother. The Bible says God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but he refused Cain, and that was the problem. It wasn't because Cain was less than. He didn't give God what he wanted. He gave him what he felt he should take. It was the best of his fruit. But God wanted a blood sacrifice. Abel gave him what he wanted. Why are you getting mad at him? Because God blessed him. He just gave God what he wanted, what he required. He believed God. He said, I'm not going to try to create my own religion and do it my way. I'll do it your way. It was that simple. His belief was first. His actions followed. Belief, then actions. Not actions, and then I'll worry about belief later. That's creating your own religion. Whatever God requires, you give him. And he wants you and I to believe him first. 
Thank you, God. Bible says Cain was seated. And in the field, no one was around. Looked to the right, the left rose up against his brother. He was stronger than the young lad and killed him. You can't tell me, Cain, you loved him. You were jealous. Because God accepted from him what he wanted. He gave God what he wanted. And he accepted the sacrifice. Exodus chapter 9 verse 13 is on the screen. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. And he did not heed them. Just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. God confirmed that Pharaoh freely chose a life of resisting. He resisted faith in the sovereign Lord and his resisting of the sovereign Lord or faith in the sovereign Lord led him to a hardened heart. And it became a permanent situation. And if you and I don't want to become like Pharaoh, we need to start resisting belief. Don't just read the text. Everything written there is written for our learning. Your heart from one year to the next, if you won't exercise faith, can become hardened to where you don't even care. And I'm praying now that there will be no Pharaohs in the house. We don't need your belief then going to the Sphinx and the pyramids trying to understand all these things. You know why those things are attractive? It's because you don't look up. You're not looking up. You're looking at earthly things and uh, previous uh, dynasties versus looking to the author and the finisher of our faith. That's why they're so attractive to you. The Sphinx is speaking to you. When Jesus is here, glory to God. Ah, I don't need my heart to be hardened. I need it to be pliable. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. For you are the potter. And I am the clay. Mold me. This is what I pray. Change my heart. The way you keep it warm is to put faith in God. Thank you, Jesus. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? I'm almost done. John 3 and 16. Very, very clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his own. He that believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Eternal life. Belief. It means to place one's trust in God's truth. Just place your truth. What did the word say about salvation? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, haven't done a work yet, haven't done anything in church yet, you never joined any ministry yet, you didn't do anything to prove you loved him, but if you, lo if you believe in him, I just believe you. This is not just a casual. I'm going to show you a casual I believe you because I really want you to bless me. No, you are my shield. My exceeding great reward. If you really believe that, your worship would change. Your worship would change. You don't need no music. Your worship would change. If you believe that he's the shield, you're my reward. Not the $100,000. You are my reward. 
not the million dollar contract. You are my reward, not the new job I wanted and the new house. You are my house. You are my million dollars. You are the stuff that I want to go after. If I can get you, I've got it all. I'm running after you. I'm running, 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 pursuing you. I want you so bad I can taste it. I'm addicted to the kingdom. When that happens, God says, whoa, man, I found a son or a daughter in the earth. When I come back, will I find faith? I don't care about your college degree. That's not what I'm after. You got smart. That's not what I'm after. Many of them have done that. Where's the faith? That's what he's looking for when he comes back. Faith. Where's the faith? Whole city. Whole city. I'll destroy it. Abraham said, God, don't destroy it. Please. Please don't destroy it. There are too many in the city. Don't destroy it. Move out of my way, Abraham. I'm going to destroy the city. God, if we can find 50 in the city, in the whole city, just 50. That has confidence in you. Will you save it? For your sake. If, you find, if I find 50 in the city. I'll hold up. I won't go through it. What I want to go through. To totally wipe it out. God. Uh, please don't be angry with me. What if there's 20 in the city? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty, fifteen, sixteen, seven, eight, nine, nine, just two rows in the entire city. I will hold back my wrath if I can find twenty. Uh, Abram said, God, you know, I'm sorry. Can I come before you one more? Can, can, what if you find ten? God said, For you, because you asked me. And I know you believe in me. I will hold back my wrath over the whole city if I can get 10 that believes in me. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated, do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. 
You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1779. That's reference number 1779. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries. Uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God, but you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.